Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Nicorette Quick Mist for fast craving relief. Use only as directed. Tonight, Nick Ennis will drop in a few days out from the Sharks' biggest game in years. Jude Bolton is here. We'll get his opinion on the upcoming AFL Grand Final qualifiers, plus a savage piece written about the new Aussie rules kids on the block, and one club pulls out of the race to sign Kieran Foran. Welcome to the Rush Welcome Hour. Welcome aboard. Uh, we are three days out from the NRL and AFL prelim finals. Prelim final, to you. prelim final weekend is one of the best. This is the purest weekend because not everyone gets a chance to get along to the grand final. Mm. This is the big one, I reckon. I love That's I love a very prelims. good point. I love prelims, mate. This is epic like because, you know. And often in both codes, the prelim finals are often better than the grand final. Yeah, they have been across history. It's been just an unbelievable weekend. But also the fact that for the teams that get there and make a prelim, it's so close you can taste it but can be denied and it's a horrible feeling. Did the Swans get knocked off in many prelim finals in um, your time? We got lost to one in uh, 2003 with the steamrolling uh, oh, Lions. Uh, Lions for their, their um, uh, third straight. Uh, okay, premiership. here's a question. Would you rather lose a grand final or lose a prelim final? Well, I've lost both. I lost, I lost, a, I lost a grand final by a point, and that is still heartbreaking. I, I think it's easier to get over, obviously, a prelim final loss, yeah. but at the time, it's horrific. But If you could only have one, right? You never win a grand final. You get to lose a grand final, but, hey, you got to play at the MCG in front of 100,000, mm-hmm. or you just never got there and never felt that pain? No, I think you'd, you'd rather play on the big stage. You'd la- rather know what it's like to go through that whole week. The whole week is unbelievable. You're on cloud nine, mm. the, the, there's the parade and things like that and the whole build-up. You want to be a part of the big day, but it is just – it's gut-wrenching. Grand final morning, you, you wake up thinking this could be the best day of my life or the worst. It's actually turmoil. Yeah, unbelievable. And you're lucky that uh, the game's, what, at 2.30, 3 o'clock, the yeah, rugby league blokes have to wait, wait. till 7 o'clock, yeah, 7.15. You have to have a shutdown during the day. I don't know how you'd sleep. Uh, by the way, we should be thankful you're available to us this year because this time last year, you are in Switzerland at this time oh. of the year on one of the greatest junkets known to man. <laughs> yeah, I brought back the uh, premiership watches last year. They brought back uh, the Tissot premiership watch yeah, and they got to yeah, go over. Because they needed the... you to go over to do that. They couldn't have done a DHL. Oh, well, no, it was, you know, to, to be that custodian, bring it back, it was pretty <laughs> very special to see the watch being hey. made. Hey, good. Oh, good luck. Hey. To meet Francois Thibault, the guy who signed the uh, NBA deal. You know, they Tissot look after all the big players. I'm not, I'm not Andy Tissot. <laughs> if you can get a trip, this uh, last, late last year, um, Jamie, our boss, came in and said, Look, would you be interested in interviewing Wayne Gretzky? And oh, I've gone, <laughs> you jumped at it. Did you? Oh, hang on, hang on. I've gone, Well, look, I know he's the great one, but it's ice hockey and it's a bit niche and I'm not sure. He goes, Oh, I forgot to tell you, you'd be flying to Seattle. Uh, on Friday night and spending the weekend. I said, well, it's a, I tell you, you don't get any op- many opportunities to interview oh. Wayne Gretzky. We must do it. You've got to just pull the trigger when there's a junket available. Sure. Interview fell through. Oh, <laughs> no. Uh, oh. Well, we had our priorities right. This is the Rush Hour on Triple M. McGinnis is going to drop in uh, shortly. Can't wait to chat to him. This is the Rush Hour. Thanks to Nicorette Quickmist for fast relief from Siggy Cravings, who's only directed. 
Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Nicorette Quick Mist for fast craving relief. Use only as directed. Triple M Rush Hour on a Tuesday night and Jude Bolton is here with me. And whenever we talk rugby league, we do it for Totally Workwear as we do the Rush Hour for Nicorette Quick Mist. And look who we dragged in. He's, he's, he's about to go to Fox, but he's just stopped by. We're doing something special for Friday, to be honest, but he's here right now. Hello, Mick Ennis. Hello, Dan. G'day, Mick. Mate. You look fresh and you should be fresh. You've been off for a week. I oh, know, mate. I'll tell you, with Jude, I, I took some material from him the other week, actually. I was I was driving my uh, daughter home from, from dancing and the Bulldogs were about to play West Coast yeah. in the first final uh, of the AFL. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I was listening to him say that the West Coast were morals, that West Coast, <laughs> oh, no. uh, the, the Bulldogs couldn't win over there. They had <laughs> lost their skipper. They had injured blokes and it just wasn't going to happen. And they went out and flogged them, the Bulldogs. And we, <laughs> I used that, talking to our guys the day before we went to Canberra because I thought the performance from the Bulldogs was exceptional <laughs> under those circumstances. We just lost our captain in Gal with his back. Hang, hang on, hang on, hang on. Turned uh, out we lost Wade Graham. Are you on here suggesting... I, I, I can't buy no, I'm this. I'm just saying, mate. Triple M gives you great no, material for motivation. <laughs> well, I just can't imagine you. Okay, so bring it in, boys. Bring it in. Now, listen, everyone. I heard Jude Bolton on Triple M last night say that the Bulldogs were going to lose to. <laughs> had no chance. I just can't, no, I can't like buy this. that. It went like, I can't, no Mick, one's I can't given, buy that. No one's given us a shot. Everyone thinks we're out of form. We've lost all our games running into the finals, bar one. Mm-hmm. No one thinks we can win down there. We've lost Gal. We've got Tagatuzzi and Paulo out. We've just been thumped in Melbourne. Lost our home final. No one thinks we can win. And it was the same scenario with the dogs heading to uh, the wacko. I get all that. Yeah. But the idea that you would bring the team in and say, no, hey, we were I talking at the end of the, the session. There we go. And we went down and did it. Mick, is there a sense from the players that as the last remaining Sydney team, you've got the city right behind you and you're, you're gaining some support, I guess, from uh, opposition fans? Oh, I, I, honestly, from there's a lot of people around at the moment that I've run into that have said that oh, we're their second team. Please. Yeah, and no, I'm telling you, there's so many fans. Please. You know, they just say to us that (laughs) after all these years that the Sharks haven't won a comp, um, that they're behind us. They want to see us do it. Hang on, I'll give you a tissue, Mick. There's bullshit coming from you now. Okay, serious question. Paul Kent, I thought, wrote a great piece. You know when someone writes something, geez, I wish I said that, that that you should embrace being the bad boys, that you should revel, you should say, okay, if you all hate us, bugger you, we hate you too. Should you not embrace the fact that, all right, you've, you've got... I, I remember as a kid, that was sort of manly, wasn't it? You know, yeah. I, rem- I remember that as a kid coming through. And they um, used to love it. And they did. They loved it. Yeah, they did. Oh, maybe, you know, maybe there's some merit to it for sure, you know. But I, I honestly, there's a lot of people around, even Dragon supporters in amongst the shy, and there's oh, plenty of them. Now, now saying I know. Saying to me, <laughs> mate, in the mall of Cronulla, you know, now our side's out. We'd Listen. love to see you guys do it, Dan. You've got to come over <laughs> the bridge. We pride <laughs> ourselves on this show, on the Rush Hour, on being the honest show. Yeah. No fake laugh, just laughter, no fake sentiments. You can't mate. bring this garbage <laughs> to this show. Oh, turn it up. <laughs> <laughs> now, Mick, Jason Tamalolo obviously had some strong things to say regarding the way you play, saying, you know, he loves getting into other players' heads with a little elbows and a bit of extra stuff in the tackles. We'll be looking forward to dealing with him on Friday night. Now, this is a promoter's dream, mate. Are there any words in reply? I'm right out of my weight division there. I'm well and truly out of my weight division. So, um, <laughs> mate, he's in top form. He's in he's in career best form. He's obviously just won that big award, um, respected so much in the game, and his performance on Friday night was enormous. So, yeah. he's certainly one that we're going to need to try and bring a halt to. The egging, that's sledging material, isn't it? I don't know how you turn that into a positive on the field, but you're going to try and get into his head. Give me a couple of days. I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll digest that. 
It's got to be something. I haven't heard those comments, so I'll just. No, I haven't heard it either. That was that Jude has done his research so on his show. A, a couple of fires again. Maybe I can use that. <laughs> maybe I can use that again in the pregame speech. Look, we didn't even get to the stuff we wanted to, but we are going to have a feature interview, as they call it in the business, with you on Friday. So we look forward to that because I don't I'm not trying to mock you, but it may be your last game. Well, either way, you're done in a week and a half anyway, so we're going to reflect on your career. That's coming up on Friday. Thank you for swinging by. Thanks Cheers for having me. This is the Rush Hour on Triple M. This Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Nicorette Quick Mist for fast craving relief. Use only as directed. Honestly, can someone send us one? I hear everyone rat- going on about this bloody 4 and 20 chicken parma. <laughs> haven't had one yet. You di- you're dying for one, eh? I'd like, to, I'd like to know if the hype is real. I've heard nothing but good things about it. Well, I expect some by the end of the show, sure. Like, that's, isn't <laughs> that the way? For the breakfast show, yes. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, no, true. No, the 6 o'clock p.m. show, no. Doesn't does, work. No, okay, we okay. don't have any stroke. <laughs> Do the show for Nicorette Quick Mist, and any time we talk league, it's for Totally Workwear. Find your local store, totallyworkwear.com.au, and Greg Bird is in the news again. What's happened now? Apparently something has blown up at uh, the Bucks party of Titans teammate Anthony Don. Who maroon, <laughs> colourful Gold Coast identity oh. maroon calls, but he's done nothing wrong <laughs> apparently. Greg Bird has gotten into uh, some trouble, and this is Danny Wildler's report on Nine News. Now Bird is in strife again after a drunken incident at the Hotel Brunswick. Bird was part of a Bucks weekend for teammate Anthony Don. He was refused entry and had an altercation with security staff. Bird has told Nine News it was not a physical altercation. Bird was interviewed by the Titans, where he pleaded his innocence. So nothing happened at Brunswick Heads? Not, not with me. For the Bucks weekend, there was no drama? Not with me. The NRL's integrity unit were at the pub today, viewing CCTV footage and interviewing witnesses. The investigation extended to other pubs in the region. Today, the Titans issued Nine News with a statement. I am aware of an alleged incident that is being investigated by the Integrity Unit. The club will wait for that to conclude before deciding on an appropriate course of action. Hmm. Well, obviously it's only allegations at the moment, but, I mean, leopards don't change their spots, Dan, and uh, it's, it's just another incident. Where, where, do you, where does this sit, Greg Bird, at the moment? Well, the last major thing he was in trouble for was drug possession, but that charge was thrown out. Mm-hmm. Now, I think if he was found guilty of that, I think that might have been the end of him at the Titans, but that, that case was thrown out. Other players, the charges stuck. Had the incident on his wedding night, didn't he? Well, that's the one, yeah, urinated on a cop car. The most famous one is the glassing, but he was found not guilty. Uh, so there's been things he's been found not guilty of, but there's also been things that he has done wrong. So uh, it's, it's a precarious... He actually... Look, you know, talent triumphs all, yeah. and uh, he actually had a pretty good back half of the season. Uh, should, uh, should talent triumph all or not? Well, Where do you sit on that? I'll ask you. You're the... Yeah, well, I, I think well, it's Sport some, it's is some the great st- hypocrisy. If you can yeah. play, the rules change. Yeah, absolutely. But I think uh, at some stage, you've got to stand for something more as the club, and you've got so many stakeholders. You look at sponsors, fans, you know, your teammates, let alone, you know, just your own... Integrity and pride, I think, is, is a few things. Your own family, I'd, I'd, 
hate to think of the, some of the things that would bob up and my, my family would have yeah. to read, read about me if it was continuing But look like at something, you know, everyone's part of the hypocrisy. Look at sponsors, how they will drop an athlete once they do something wrong at the end of their career, but yet if it's early in their career and there's upside on the field, they'll stick with them. And also they'll they'll wait. They'll release. We're investigating about this just to put it on the... the yeah, uh, say, okay, we're not we're, ignoring. We're not ignoring this. We're, we're just going to wait to see the outcry and then we'll we'll make a decision just to get a little bit more airtime. And look, this might be just he's gotten to a yelling match with a bouncer. We don't know. Yeah, and it's just allegations obviously at the moment. It's just more that there's been consistency of some things across his career and I don't know. I, I just don't know where it leaves him standing. Where does it... You know, his career, obviously... I think, though, someone would snap him up for a year. Yeah. If Gold Coast were to say, enough's enough, someone would snap him up. Yep. Because he's still playing good football. This is the Rush Hour on Triple M. Uh, after this, three clubs down to two in the chase for Kieran Four, and as one club says, no, not for us. Uh, and some Socceroos news and the Giants as well. Uh, nearly a sellout that AFL prelim final. Only not a couple quite. left. Only yeah. a couple of thousand left. Less than that now. Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Nicorette Quick Mist for fast craving relief. Use only as directed. Uh, Rush Hour Triple M. Uh, Jude here. Now this is normally Sterlo's day where we normally do a birthday game. Oh, nice. So we'll put we'll do that a little later in the show. I was pretty ordinary last time when we did that. What do you mean, just last time? <laughs> Magic Glass, your premier glass replacement specialists. Magicglass.com.au. Sports update. I'll give you a running start. Juan Pablo Montoya is the first one. You can Google it. I don't care. You can just get a free one. There you go. How I'm, not Googling. You I'm not Googling. Um, 27. Get out. 35. Get out. Get out. Four. Get out. Oh. League news for Ryden's lawyers protecting your future. The Dragons have made it clear they're How not interested. Well, that's part of the game. Okay. I'll tell you what, he's a lot older than 27. Uh, the Dragons have made it clear. That means under your... He was he was driving in F1s when he was 11 or something. The Dragons have made it clear they're go, not Carter. interested in signing uh, Kieran Foran. Ian Millwood, who has one of the great job titles, club director of Rugby League Pathways confirmed that uh, the lack of interest in foreign via the club's website that would appear to leave the Dogs and the Warriors as the two remaining bidders. Meantime, Matt Moylan has been added to the Prime Minister's 13th squad to play PNG next week. Uh, and Valentine Holmes has missed today's training session because of a virus, but he should be okay. Paul Gallon says he'll be 100%. There have been some changes. We will get to those a little later uh, as we do league news for... Brighton's lawyers. The AFL prelim final between GWS Giants and Western Bulldogs has just 700 tickets left. That's fantastic. Uh, it vindicates the move to keep it at spotless as well because there was all the talk and a bit of a hoo-ha out of Victoria yeah, yeah. saying... Everyone's had get... a crack now. Yeah. So it's not as if anyone's been locked out. No, exactly. Every um, travelling uh, Doggies fan is going to get tickets. So it's good. Well, it won't, it was about to bring this up. It won't exactly be a home ground advantage because Bulldogs fans snapped up 8,100 tickets... Just for members, and then apparently when the public tickets went on sale, they were all over the, those as well. So if they don't have half the crowd, they'll be pretty close. There's a uh, great image of a 87-year-old lining up at uh, the Witten Oval down in Footscray to, to to get her secure her pass, and uh, she'd been knitting for a while as well as they as they do the doggies fans. So uh, yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be a pretty good atmosphere. We're going to talk about that a little later. And three new faces in the Socceroo squad for perhaps their most important pair of World Cup qualifiers when they take on Saudi Arabia and Japan. 
uh, in about a fortnight. Tim Cahill is in, of course, so his A-League debut will be delayed by a week. That is the sports update for Magic Glass. Uh, news update coming up shortly. This is the Rush Hour here on Triple M. This Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Nicorette Quick Mist for fast craving relief. News only is directed. Rush Hour, if you are just tuning in, want to hear the show, maybe Sterlo's wonderful tribute to Ron Massey yesterday, and you missed it, you can sub- subscribe to our catch-up podcast at the Rush Hour page, triplem.com.au. You can just do it through iTunes or whoever you get your podcast through. They get around the, they're getting around the podcast, aren't they? They love it. That's the big thing now. You should see how big the industry is in the States. Huge. But the, the podcast, you know, yes, radio shows, but also podcast only. Oh, okay. It's, a, it's all, it's it's, it's become, it, you know, and when they started, it was kind of a bit of a, it's just, it was very niche. It was uncool, it? Yeah. yeah, but now it's uh, it's quite the thing. Um, before I get to this Roy Masters piece, who's going to play in the grand final? In the AFL grand final? Um, f- well, the, the likely matchup will probably be the Giants versus Geelong. Mm-hmm. Um, but don't write off the Swans, I reckon, at the moment. I've, it, there's so many good stories coming out of this preliminary final weekend. You look at the, uh, the, I guess the the dogs and their it's the haves and have nots in that game. The dogs versus the giants. They've been given so many concessions and draft picks and things like that. The giants they're only in their fifth year and uh, playing in their first uh, preliminary final. And the dogs haven't been into the grand final since '61. Only won one flag in '54. So this is huge. Uh, there is a furor in Melbourne, isn't there, about the giants and their rise and the. And this happens with every new uh, franchise as they are given concessions, but the Eddie Maguires of this world have said, well, they've been given too many. So they would go berserk if the Giants made the grand final, let alone win it. Yeah, well, I think the Giants had the, the hindsight of seeing Gold Coast up and running for one year and they just got to pick and choose a little bit better and they've... They have been buoyed by the fact that they've got some senior players from other play, uh, other clubs that are just dominating. You speak of Heath Shaw, who would have been a fantastic player still for Collingwood, Shane Mumford and, um, you know, Stevie J obviously as well. But the people down in Melbourne are just filthy with the way this has suddenly come along so quickly. Initially it was like this is a waste of money and now it's, no, you're actually going to be too good. Uh, now the Swans beat Geelong. That was the Kieran Jack game when he was under the microscope because of issues with his family and they actually put the cleaners through the Cats down uh, at the Cattery. So do we read much into that game as a form guide for Friday? Yeah, they have to be really smart with their ball use. So they've um, obviously got a wonderful back line, uh, Geelong, and they've got Dangerfield and Selwood through the midfield. So they won by 38 points that night. They've got to be so hard around the footy. They're coming off the back of two hard games. Uh, obviously, Six-day turnaround. Six-day turnaround. And the, the, Injuries. the Cats have had uh, 28, 23 days, 24 days of uh, only one game. They've, they've worked hard on their golf game. <laughs> you know, they've uh, set up their... Uh, Mad Monday outfits for whenever the season finishes. So. Yeah, that is the bizarre thing. So everyone had a week off after round 23. Yep. They win their first qualifying final, so they get another week off. One game they've played in the last 24 days. Four days. Now, in such an aerobic sport as yours, is oh. that that's negative, isn't it? It's a negative, but there's, there's players who have been then given the right, and that's why... Uh, the Bulldogs are playing so well. They were banged up big time, but now they've actually been afforded that time to recover and they've got these guys back. They rolled the dice week one of the finals and come up trumps. Okay. Let me get to this piece by Roy Masters, who lives in Melbourne, but obviously rugby league, uh, brawn and bred, who wanted to compare the... And his headline was, the Greater Western Sydney Giants are the AFL's team, not Sydney's. And he goes on to compare them to Melbourne Storm. I'll just read some excerpts here. Tell me if he's on the money or if he's off. 
The Storm, who play a prelim final against Canberra on Saturday night, have marketed themselves intuitively rather than purposefully as a Melbourne team rather than an NRL one. Well, he's 100% right there because yeah. basically when they were chucked out of the comp a few years ago, the Storm were anti-NRL and basically got the city to rally behind them. Yep. The Giants, who play a preliminary final against the Western Bulldogs the same night, are positioned as an AFL team rather than a Sydney one. Nor uh, The Giants, hand on heart, can't declare themselves a team representative of Sydney's West when they are geographically ubiquitous. They have moved from their initial Blacktown base to Homebush and play three premiership games a season in Canberra. Yeah, he's, he's right to a certain extent. And I think uh, certainly the way the Storm... Like, I know well, so many people in Melbourne who love you know love AFL, but they are so devout on the Storm and they follow the Storm through thick and thin and uh, and get along to Amy Park. And I guess there's there's that sense of, okay, the Giants have been given a lot of things to come into the, uh, into the competition um, and that whole change initially of the Greater Western Sydney out at Blacktown Base... That was quickly moved on, and now they, they play a lot of football, obviously, inboard. They do a lot of uh, game promotion, uh, you know, inner west as well as even over towards Manly as well. So the, the, that uh, geographical sense is not really there. Uh, he goes on to say, Roy Masters, the AFL's born-to-rule arrogance was obvious when it deci- decided to start a second team in Sydney, assuming Blacktown is the heart of what they call Greater Western Sydney. Uh, the Western Suburbs region of Sydney is a vast... Uh, urban lamps, landscape with multiple nodes. The Giants don't belong to Sydney. They belong to the AFL, who have subsidised them over $100 million, gifted them number one draft choices, salary cap concessions, and exclusive access to New South Wales region to put them in a position where they can make the grand final after five years. How would you feel if you are a follower of the Western Bulldogs who have made two grand finals in nearly 100 years? No wonder all Melbournians, except the AFL, are cheering for the team who last made a grand final 55 years ago against a team who could make it after five years. Okay, so they've got a leg up. Everyone acknowledges that. But you were at that game a couple of weeks ago against the Swans. I think you said there's about thirteen or 14,000 Giants supporters. Mm. So it's a small fan base relative, but it's a fan base. Yeah, and they've got to start somewhere, and you can't just... Put aside in and think. Oh, we're not we're not going to give them opportunities to to flourish. They need to be able to flourish and put on put on a performance. Otherwise, it, you're just letting a side just die, and it's it it is a complete waste of money. A hundred million was obviously a huge, uh, you know. Uh, Do you subsidy. think it'll work? Because the, I, because if they want to be the team that has 14,000, maybe a few more, they've already achieved that, and they can achieve twenty thousand. You know, a fan, but they want domination. Yeah. Do you think that is achievable? Um, well, it's uh, only time will tell. But, uh, I mean, for, for I guess you don't want to lose your traditional supporters. And I think that's what there's a, there's a lot of disillusioned people. We speak about, obviously, the Bulldogs fans, but then you look at uh, Richmond fans that have an a flag since 1980, St Kilda's 1966, mm. those sort of stuff. So they are a lot of aggrieved fans who sit there and go, hang on, my, why can't my team have, have the benefits that, you know, or at least some of it, and when you when we might be floundering a little bit and taking it the hard road when they get a, they get an opportunity like this, but they're playing exciting football. I think it's come a lot quicker than what they they assumed, I, and I and I wonder whether the AFL might be sitting there saying the Giants have had a great run this year. We might like them to bow out in the the, the prelim to just. Maybe hold too off much one, too soon. One, one more year, maybe, and so let those doggies fans, you know, ride. But we'll wait and see. Are they still getting concessions? 
Are they getting another? No, still getting a rails no, run? There's no more draft concessions except the academy, which is a big um, area to, to pick from, which is the Riverina area of uh, New South Wales, and it's a traditional uh, pathway. There's a lot of kids who've played, grown up playing AFL down there, so that's been a, another. Uh, bear bug of, uh, I guess, um, some of the people down And they're positioned to be a very good team for years, aren't they? They call it the Orange Army, Dan. They're, the fact that there's been this wave of, uh, you know, I guess, gun players and they're going to, you know, hit the hit the AFL. The and then, <laughs> but then Sounds like a phantom. Right? But then, in, just like a tsunami, it's the, the next Keeps wave. Going. The next couple of waves come and hit you again. And, and the fact that if they did offload a few, a few players this year or next year, they're going to get something for them. Clubs will have to offload, so they'll get some good players. So they're going to be good for a number of years. When they when they start winning, which they are now, they'll continue to See, win. See, they haven't done all this, the AFL, to fill spotless stadium every second week because that's a very achievable goal if this team catches on. They could fill that stadium or get close to. But, got- but they want more than that, the AFL. See, their, their goals are so lofty that I find it hard to think they can pour all the money in they want. Yeah, but it's a purpose-built stadium, and there's already scope to to improve it once right. they continually fill that out. Right. Well, most so of the, most is... the crowds this year have been between ten and fourteen thousand, so mm. it hasn't been. The no, only time it got filled that. out was the Sydney game. But I'm saying, if if they become this team that's red hot and for the next five years dominate, and they get enough kids and they start filling that ground, most would go, "Well, geez, that's a successful club." But I don't think the AFL hasn't spent a hundred million dollars so they can fill a twenty-four thousand seat stadium. Yeah, I, I agree with that, but I, I, you know, they'll they'll deal with that when they come and you know upgrade the stadium or whatever they need to do. Okay, all right. This is the rush hour on Triple M. This rush hour podcast brought to you by Nicorette Quick Mist for fast craving relief. Use only as directed. Magic Glass, your premier glass replacement specialists. Magicglass.com.au. Sports update. Blue news protecting your future. Kalen Ponga has missed out on the Cowboys seventeen. Kane Linnett is back. Uh, at the Sharks, Kurt Capel has held his spot in the 17, despite the returns of Paul Gallant and Sam Tungatizi, who is 18th man. Canberra has retained last week's 17, and Melbourne has replaced the injured Nelson Ossifer Solomona with Christian Welch. That's league news for Brydon's lawyers. The Super Rugby draw for next season is out already. The layout will be the same as this year's confusing format. It's a League Cup morning in England. The feature, Leicester City versus Arsenal. And a $1 billion stadium in the States has already been called a failure after just one game. (laughs) The Minnesota Vikings uh, NFL team's new home ground has a clear roof, clear walls. Looks incredible. A strange shape that funnels all the noise towards the opposition sideline. However, when one of their star players, Adrian Peterson, injured his knee in the opening game there a couple of nights ago, he had to be carried off through a sports bar and a restaurant. Hang on. (laughs) There's no access to get, like... One no, of the, there's one of access the, through the, the sports bar and the, like the medicab out them. Medicab can't. The lane isn't wide enough for a medicab to fit through. So you're having a burger in the bar and a, and a couple of beers, uh, and then the star, 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 star oh, running look, back comes Adrian in. Adrian Peterson's career is over. He's just. Oh. <laughs> but in all seriousness, it's it's all you know. It's zigzagging. So if a bloke does his neck. Well, well, How are you? What are you, you, can't you, can't, you can't have him on a stretcher and then turn at 90 degrees. Whoa, whoa, boys, wait, 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 wait. Just watch that guy taking the, carrying his six beers back to his bar. What's going on? That's so, disgraceful. So you close the action, though. When you're, mate, you're, it's the closest 
ANZ Stadium should just rip off that design. All right, we're just about done. Thank you. Oh, that was a sports update for Magic Glass. Uh, thank you, Jude. Mate, great to be here, mate. I uh, love having you here and uh, have an enjoyable preliminary final weekend. And tomorrow it's going to be Tony here with Rab. So they'll be back for the Wednesday show coming up right after this. It is Ugly Phil. Rush Hour, Triple M. Rush Hour podcast brought to you by Nicorette Quick Mist for fast craving relief. Use only as directed.